Hi, my name's Caitlin, and I'm looking forward to being swooned over email. <laughs> Aren't we all? Where do uh, I spend my money? <laughs> and I'm Zach, and uh, you know, I have an uncle who was a former despot prince of Uzbekistan, who's currently, you know, lost all his money. It's in holding. And so I just need all listeners to send about $10 to me so I can transfer the funds <laughs> over to- I was like, oh my God, I'm in royal, I'm in the presence of royalty. <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Uh, you uh, had me, damn it. <laughs> and this is Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. Uh, today, we'll be looking at the tactics and uh, history behind the classic Nigerian prince uh, email scam machine is what I'm going to call it because it is a machine, um, as well as some new iterations that have been coming out of the scam and uh, really like how these scammers have perfected the art of email marketing. So are you telling me there is not a Nigerian prince? I honestly don't know. There might have been at one point, but I can tell you for a fact he's not hurting for money. If he is still around, like, I'm sure he's doing fine. All right. Uh, yeah. So actually, that kind of leads into my first question for you. Um, have you ever been scammed, Caitlin? Oh, my God. I'm so happy you asked me that. Yes, I have. <laughs> they didn't get my money, but they came very close to getting my money. Okay. What happened uh, was, God, it must have been like four or five years ago now. I got a phone call and they left a message and they said, this is the IRS and you owe $6,000 in back taxes. And that was such a real probability for me that I was like, I probably do. Like there's no, I absolutely do. Yeah. So I ran out of my office and by the way, my boss is yelling at me, Caitlin, the IRS does not leave messages and I'm <laughs> ignoring him. He is like yelling at me as I'm running out of the office scared. So I call him up and they say, you need to get, give us $6,000 or else you're, we'll send a warrant. You're, you have a warrant out for your arrest. And that scared the shit out of me. Like I was almost on the verge of tears. <laughs> I've been thrown in the drunk tank, FYI, and I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> so yeah, I got in my car and I said, can't you just take a credit card? I was like willing to give oh, credit my gosh. I was like, can you take a credit card number? And they said, no, we need actual wire. Like, uh, you need to go to 7-Eleven and you need to wire us money. Oh, so I got man. in the car. I was driving to 7-Eleven and I was like, oh, by the way, this was also weird. He was like, do not hang up with me. I have to be on the phone at all times. So I put him on a brief hold and uh, I call my boyfriend at the time. And he was like, this is a scam. Don't do it. I get back on the call with this guy and he yells at me. He's like, why would you put me on hold? That's unacceptable. And at that point I was like, fuck you. He called me back hundreds of times, just was relentlessly calling me back. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to tell, like take up 10 minutes of this podcast telling that story, but no, I love it. That That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Right? No, I, I, I felt so vulnerable and gross and violated after that call. Like I, I'm someone who kind of has my wits about me. And if they were able to do that to me, like, I don't know. I was just, I felt so down on myself for weeks afterwards. Oh, it was I, so gross. I hate even talking about it just now. Oh yeah. I think they get so many people to do that and you do, you feel like so duped and you feel so stupid, but the reality is it's a science what they're doing Yeah, and it plays on your emotions yes. so well. Can I tell another story? I'll tell yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I love it. <laughs> go ahead. I, I love scam stories. My cousin. 
who I'm very close with, her grandpa on her other side got a call. Grandpa. And that's where you start. That's like so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her grandpa got a call from someone that says that tried to be her and said, hey, grandpa, it's I'm not going to say her name on the podcast. I'm going to say Julia. It's Julia. I'm actually caught in like some city and I ran out of money. Do you mind uh, just giving me $200 to this bank account or something? And it was like a reasonable amount of money. It wasn't like a gross amount and it wasn't $200 either. It was still like, you'd be pissed if you lost that money. Let's say $2,000. So they played like it it was Hirsch. They knew her name and he did it. Wow. I know. I mean, can you blame him, right? Like you're helping out your granddaughter, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. And, And he ended up calling her and was like, did you get the money? And she was like, what money? And then everything just unraveled from there. Um, yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's tough. And that's, I think the other note that I've noticed is, you know, we laugh about there's, there's the jokes about the Nigerian Prince, Mm -hmm. uh, email scam, but they have become sophisticated, very sophisticated as of late. I'm so excited. Um, Tell me more. Yeah. So we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, you know, we do it as marketers. We run a lot of email marketing campaigns. So as as I'm going through this, I, I want you to kind of see if you can pick up on any things that in, in, in a not so dark and scary way, but the same type of email tactics we do to get people to engage and click on an email and buy things through email. Because mm-hmm. um, there is some similarities here. Okay. Yeah. So with that, let's just get into it. So like you, you, the one we know about is the Nigerian prince, the, the scamming emails. I have some examples that I'll read to you. Are you ready for these? <laughs> okay. So the subject line is request for assist- assistance and then strictly confidential uh, in all caps. And this one says, uh, I am Dr. Bakar Tunde, the cousin of Nigerian astronaut, Air Force Major Abucha Tunde. He was the first African in space when he made a secret flight to the Salyut 6 space station in 1979. So looked it up. There's no, this guy doesn't exist. This, this astronaut. Um, he was on, he was on a later Soviet space flight, Soyuz T-16Z, to the secret Soviet military space station of Salyut 8T in 1989. He was stranded there in 1990 when the Soviet Union was dissolved. His other Soviet crew members returned to Earth on the Soyuz T-16Z, but his place was taken up by return cargo. Wait, don't tell me he's stuck in space. (laughs) (laughs) There have been occasional pierogies supply flights to keep him going since that time. He is in good humor, but wants to come home. In the 14 years since he has been on the station, he has accumulated flight pay and interest amounting to almost 15 million American dollars. This is held in a trust at the Lagos National Savings and Trust Association. If we can attain access to this money, we can place a down payment with the Russian space authorities for for a Soyuz return flight to bring him back to Earth. I am told this will cost 3 million American dollars. In order to access his trust, we need your assistance. Consequently, my colleagues and I are willing to transfer the total amount to your account or subsequent disbursement since we as civil servants are prohibited by the Code of Conduct Bureau from opening or operating foreign accounts in our name. Needless to say, the trust reposed on you at this juncture is enormous. In return, we have agreed to offer you 20% of the transferred sum, while 10% shall be set aside for incidental expenses, internal and external, between the parties in the course of transaction. You will be mandated to remit the remaining 70% to other accounts in due course. <laughs> so they're basically saying this dude's been stuck in space for 20 years and nobody knows about it because it's a secret flight. And it's, it's been all a secret, but he's been stuck in a space station for 20 years. Please send us, or we'll give you uh, $15 million in your account if you hold it for us mm-hmm. and then pr- promise to repay it. Mm-hmm. And that's a common thing as well. Like yep. it's the promise of give us your bank account and we'll give you money. Yep. And you know, most people just think, oh, they're asking like, send us $20, send us $50. And that's really the what they do on the scamming end. I picked up on, well, fuck, man. I have another scamming story for you. Hit me. I love that it. So similar to this. Um, when I was first starting off my business before you and I merged companies, I was really focused heavily on photography. 
I got an email that said they were the producer of, I think, Red Magazine, which is a real magazine, and it's focused on street fashion. Mm. So everything was legit. And he said, I'm a producer. Um, we'd love, we looked through your portfolio. We'd love for you to shoot street photography in Seattle. And in order to make this photo shoot happen, it's going to cost $10,000. And you will actually pay the hair and makeup people directly, but we will hire them. So we're going to give you $10,000 and you so uh, you source the hair and makeup people and pay them. And once again, Cap, my fiance, saves the fucking day. I got to a point where I was signing documents. Oh my God. And Caitlin. I, and I looked over, everything was just lining up. Like yeah, the yeah. weird thing was that's not really what you do in the photography world, but it didn't seem so off to me that I was like, you know, maybe they have their hair and makeup people that they just want to work with and all just be, cause as a producer, you do manage budgets. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was weird. Typically I would pay the hair and makeup artists like out of my own funds. And then I would get my client to pay me back. So all just very weird. Yep. No. And we get that still, you know, I get, text messages because i have my phone number synced with our business phone so you know if somebody tries to call our business comes to me and i'll yeah. get text messages all the time that's like my wife saw you on facebook we're interested in blah 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 you know new website can you click this link and check us out oh my and, god and it'll be a text message and it's just like and once again they're bullshit, playing into your you know? emotion because you're like okay awesome like i just got work um this is a, this is so exciting for me and then Cap was reading through the DocuSign or whatever, and there were a lot of red flags. Yeah. And then when I really started thinking about the way he was handling money, it was just completely against industry standard. Mm -hmm. So back to your email though, I picked up on two things. One, the story is just like, holy shit, did they sit down for five hours as a group and construct this story? This is so deep. <laughs> And then my second point is his grammar is spot on and yes. spelling. Like, were there any spelling mistakes? Nope, nope, yeah. no spelling mistakes. Correct capitalization. Um, so that's kind of like a, a I, even though the story is ridiculous, it's a bit of a newer one, you know. But it is that. That's what I mean. That they have it down to a science. Because you're exactly right. Like they crafted that story scientifically, right? Mm -hmm. Like they know exactly what they're going to do for that story. And, you know, you think like you and I read that you're like, yeah, dude's stuck in space for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> but they cast such a big net yeah. that you're going to get a fee. And it's kind of like, you know, sales outreach emails. You yeah. know, that's what I tell our sales team. Like, Hey, cast a big net with these outreach emails, right? Yeah. Like cast a big net and then you're going to get a couple back. And that's exactly what they do as well. Yeah. I got one more for you. Are you ready? This one is more fun because it is definitely not grammatically correct. It is full of errors, but it's the same type of tactic. Um, okay. Uh, good day. I am Johnson Ahmad, a close confidant of the daughter of the late Colonel Muammar Gaddafi. I am a financial analyst based here in the United Kingdom. If you are conversant with what is going on in the world, capitalized, you <laughs> will have heard that Colonel Muammar Gaddafi has been killed, being mm -hmm. killed, like being killed. He's yeah. actively being killed. Okay. Presently, the United Nations is doing everything in their power to ensure that all the family funds stashed in different banks all over the world, capitalized, are confiscated, of which they have succeeded 100%. As a close confidant and financial advisor to the daughter of the late Libyan leader, I, not capitalized, am privy to a secret deposit amounting to 16 million British pounds. These funds is deposited with a financial firm. This is the only deposited funds that has not been, been confiscated by the United Nations due to the fact that it was deposited with the name of one of her maid and personal assistant. But due to the currently investigation going <laughs> on and the nature, I'm reading it slow. I'm a fast reader, everybody, but I'm reading, I'm trying to get the grammatical incorrectness. Um, investigation going on and the nature of things surrounding the Gaddafi family presently it is unsafe and unwit 
and it just cuts off. Uh, UNWI. It is oh unsafe and un. And then it goes to a new paragraph. Uh, this is the reason I, not capitalized, am sending you this email on behalf of the daughter of the late Libyan leader, Aisha, to help receive this funds in your name as a depositor and owner of the funds. If you are willing to help out, please do reply back to this mail as soon as you can, as time is of a great excess. Which is the opposite of what they're trying to say, because excess of time means you got a ton of it, right? Like, okay. <laughs> okay. I just realized that. Uh, before the funds is discovered, um, as soon as I get response from you, I will give you full details on what needs to be done to achieve it and how much percent for your help and assisted that the deposit is changed to your name and that it remains in your custody until the whole investigation dies off, as this money is the last hope for her to live a normal life. Ugh. That's the email. I don't even know who they're asking money for. Like, is it the late liberarian princess, second removed, uh, twice Yeah, probably. Removed no, cousin? I think it's, uh, to, to put it in real people terms, uh, he's saying the daughter of the leader of Libya had all of her wealth confiscated by the United Nations, except this one account in mm. $16 million that she put in her maid's name. That's why they haven't confiscated it yet. Oh. And what they're saying is the same thing. You give us your bank account. We'll transfer the $16 million to your bank account. And we don't care how much yeah. you take as long as you keep it until the investigation dies down. And then give us whatever you have back. Which is a ludicrous plan. Even if that was serious, what a ludicrous plan. <laughs> so those are like the type of emails that, that you know, that I picked some funny ones. But, you know, you've, you've had them. I think everybody's had them, right? Like it's so prevalent and so pervasive all the time. So everybody knows. And, you know, we laugh about them. They're ridiculous. But like these, like I call them, quote unquote, Nigerian prince scamming emails is the longest running Internet fraud in the world. And in 2019, so two years ago, it's reported that these emails are still raking in over $700,000 a year. So just shy of a million dollars a year there's still wow. these emails are bringing in a year you know and and that's even with like these emails are hugely popular they're a punchline they're they're in pop culture everywhere you know i'm a big fan of the office and there's like a little part of the office where you know michael's like uh yeah when the deposed prince of nigeria reaches out to you directly you help him you know like it, it's it's so systemic, but they're still making some money on this stuff. And it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they'll do that, the system, they'll ask for your bank account number to move the money. And then um, maybe you'll have to pay them a fee for like the transaction. And then you pay them the fee for the transaction. And then the, you give them the bank account. And it works two ways where either they just take the fee money because the fee will be, oh, we're moving $16 million. The fee is going to be, you know, $5,000 to send for the transaction fee, which, yep. you know, for people that fall for this are like, oh yeah, $5,000 to get 16 million. Hell yeah, sign me up. So they'll do that. Sometimes they'll take the fee, just run. Other times it'll be even worse where they'll get their access to your bank account and just drain it. Just absolutely take everything from it. Like Grinch stole Christmas style, like leave nothing left. Mm. I just get really sad with like who these people are actually mm fishing for and getting because you and I can sit here and joke about Nigerian princes, but these actual emails are going to like the elderly or people who are desperate for love. Maybe I've seen documentaries on people like being bamboozled, like thinking that they're in a long-term relationship and just constantly sending yep. money. Uh, that is absolutely the next phase of what it has grown into. And that was my next portion. I'm glad you said that because they have evolved a little bit to uh, really preying on uh, you know, mostly older women uh, who are looking for love, who are looking to find. Yeah. And they, um, it's like catfishing older women, essentially. They'll like pick beautiful pictures. Mm -hmm. And these poor women don't know what reverse Google yep. image search is. So like they see these profiles, it's this hot dude mm -hmm. who's foreign you know, looking for love and they just are, they want it so badly that they're oh, willing to overlook those red flags called romance scams, uh, mm -hmm. anything like that. And then in 
So this is the new phase. Uh, and it's in 2018, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, reported that these romance scams had Americans lose $143 million that year in just one year. That's $12 million oh a month God. and about $400,000 every single day they are these scammers are making on these poor women and sometimes men. It seems like a lot of money to one individual, but I think what you're going to say is this is a whole system. And, but so I'm like, really is $700,000 really worth it to keep this in, one year? in play? Like in one year, I mean, how many people yeah, do well, you have to pay on top of that? This, because actually um, their system they've done, they've had like whistleblowers and they've interviewed people in these. It's a pretty tight knit like system within Nigeria. And most of them, not all of them, but most of them originate from Nigeria specifically. Okay, that actually is funny to me that they're, that they are actually in Nigeria. Yeah, no, they, they legitimately are. Um, I read this really great article from this woman in Nigeria who, who is like lamenting the, the culture there because these scammers are seen as role models in the community. Oh my God. Right? Um, you know, the, the lack of economic progress and good jobs, you know, good jobs in Nigeria, uh, you know, people, young men in particular will, they'll go to college, they'll try to get a job and they'll be struggling in this tough economy in Nigeria. And then on the other hand, they'll see these uneducated men, uh, originally uneducated, who are scammers living this lavish lifestyle. Like literally really? they, you know, they, they had pictures of like this scammer, one of these, the top scammers had a wedding and they literally had a dance floor made with dollar bills. Like they had dollar bills and people were like dancing on the dollar bills. They had a champagne bath at this wedding, like a literal bath filled with champagne. Ew. So these guys, and they're, they're just ostensibly just like really lavishly living. And the thing that really got me like, okay, yeah, these scammers are doing their thing. It's like a criminal enterprise. You know, we see that everywhere in the world. But the thing that got me in Nigeria is that they see a lot of these guys make their money. They do five years of scamming, make their money, and then they put that towards starting a business and some of them have mm -hmm. even and philanthropy and some of them even have risen to politician status with this. Oh so God. they almost see it as seed money, right? In the US, we go to VCs and we're like, hey, you know, venture capitalists, can you invest in this business idea that I have? In Nigeria, they spend some time in the scamming units and they make their money. And then they're out and they start legitimate businesses and careers and lives. It's it's Holy seen shit. as an avenue, a way to kind of set your base, right? So that's why they're seen as role, role models in that country is, is this is a way for you to, to start a life, your own life, because they have it down to a science. And you're going to love this. The, the system in place, uh, the article compared it to an MLM. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So a uh, multi-level marketing company, uh, basically mentors or, you know, uh, recruit scammers. So they recruit oh people to do scamming. And once they get recruited, they'll give them access to what they call their playbook. Each scammer, you know, the good ones develop this own playbook and this script, I guess it is, that you're supposed to follow. Right. And it is meticulous. Right. And we've experienced it. You've experienced it. I, I think everybody's experienced. They follow a script. Right. And it, the script is basically play to some kind of emotional, you know, pull on some emotional strings. And if you get any pushback, go angry, go really mad and, you know, make them feel terrible. And that's kind of the overall. But they all have their own different like twists to it, I guess. Yeah. So these mentors will recruit scammers. They'll, who will then the mentors will give them access to their script and then the scammers go about finding victims they're the workhorses they're the ones sending out the emails doing everything um, and then for every successful scam the mentor gets 10 percent of the money that um, that person made so basically you get recruited you have to give up 10 percent to your mentor but the rest is all you and that's your money it's crazy Hi. I'm all sorts of fucked up right now <laughs> thinking about this. So on one hand, let me tell you what I'm going through. Yeah, right please, now. please. <laughs> on one hand, I'm like, 
fuck these scammers. They're targeting vulnerable, vulnerable people, the elderly people who want to be in love, all of that stuff. So I'm like, I want to protect these people, the vulnerable. And then on the other hand, you have Nigeria, a country What I don't know the GDP of Nigeria, but you have a country that is probably not profitable. And they're just doing something to make ends meet. And then you got me, it's like, they're not only surviving to the best of their ability to what they know to do, they're also reinvesting it back into the economy, thus making the Nigerian economy stronger. So I'm like, yes, go. Yeah, it's, it gave me Pablo Escobar vibes, right? Where right. like Pablo, he was it's a cocaine poor. magnet making just yeah. millions. And But the people of Medellin loved him because loved he him. would pay for schools. He would, you know, yeah. it was a, you would take this illicit money and give it back to your community. Yeah. And they loved you for it. Like they didn't care where it was from. And that's kind of the culture there. And that's why they're seen as role models in that community. And just to target Americans too. Like, I'm kind of like, mm, good, good play. Nigeria. Good play. We are easily like, duped. Yeah, we are easily duped. Yeah, I don't know how prevalent. I only got American numbers, but it, it, you know, there might be something with British. True. Yeah, they go to UK. Um, there, it might be more prevalent than we than we realize. On but that. they target colonizers. It, absolutely, they do. Oh, Nigeria! Absolutely I'm all for that. They do. Absolutely, they do. And you know, and, and like I've mentioned a few times, it's becoming a lot more sophisticated. It, the, the Nigerian prince scam, actually, I found this interesting. Actually, originated from a very old scam that took place about a Spanish prisoner that actually happened via snail mail in like the early 20s there was this like massive mailing campaign that basically said there's a spanish prisoner being held and we need his bail you know and it went out to all of these people and they were like if you want to help out with his bail send you know 150 dollars, which was a lot of money at the time yeah um, send 150 dollars to help out and we will reimburse you and we will give you like he's he's a wealthy prisoner he will pay you back and then some and so they made a bunch of money on that and the nigerians kind of took that and really manipulated it you know what would work almost better though is like what if they said you know an american astronaut is stuck in space because you're kind of like the patriotism you're playing into that aspect and you can relate to an american whereas like i wonder if they would find more success with that uh, I hope no Nigerian princes are listening. That's what I was so going to say. Well, if scammer, if you're listening, maybe there's a tactic for you. Make it American. No, I, yeah. I think my thinking would be like people would pick up on that. They're like, we would know about that. Like if there was an American yeah, fucking stuck in space. for, But if it's like some obscure African astronaut, you're like, oh, okay. Like I haven't heard about that. But shit, that sounds terrible. I'm just thinking from a marketing standpoint too i'm like i w what if we just pick someone that no one really knows about but you can still play into their emotion like oh this really like my cousin who did all of the these great things he marched in the blm movement he started all of this he did xyz and now he's jailed can you send bail money I'm like, I don't know your cousin and there's no way to figure out who your cousin is, but you know, I'll support that. Yep, absolutely. I think you can get some messaging. Like they can work on their messaging a little bit, but other than yeah. that, <laughs> um, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, when I was thinking about this in some of our email campaigns, you know, when we, when we do email newsletters for businesses, we find something that works really well is that personal aspect. And you don't know the person, it's some kind of employee, whether it's an employee highlight, whether it's like a, a nice story about something that, you know, your companies did, some kind of interaction, those do really well, right? Like those get a lot of engagements. We're not trying to scam people out of money, but even like if you get a story in your inbox, even if it's someone you don't know, you're compelled mm -hmm. to read it, right? You're like, oh, yeah. okay, like this is sent to me. And that's also like the idea behind building an audience for your company. Like there's 
a massive amount of money in audience collection and doing surveys and doing, we're in the middle of a focus group right now because we're defining who this company's audience is. So we can send them emails and play into their emotions. Like, Hey, we know exactly what your pain points are. So that's how I'm going to structure my email. And I literally just did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. No joke. I sent out an email Yep, and they do it. They, these Nigerian scammers do it great and they do it really, really well in the romance field, right? They yeah. have the script that they have scientifically like proven that yeah. they create this, this sense of a whirlwind romance and it was destiny yeah. that they met, but it's really a carefully crafted system that allows these scammers to gain trust and affection. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. The tactics they're using, you know, to move outside of email for a second is most of these romance scams originate on match.com. However, they are known to use Facebook, Instagram, they've seen that and my personal favorite, which has actually been working really well for them uh, is words with friends. They like build a connection with someone over words with friends. And then, you know, on all of these apps, they, they immediately try to move them off because match.com sees you've messaged 400 people. Like, right. you know, you can't like that. This is a scam, right? So they, they lure them in and quickly try to get them off of these apps to WhatsApp or Google Meet. That is some fucking dedication to find someone on Words with Friends. Like you have to sit there and play so many games. Yup, and like just okay. chat, but they have a script. It really, do you really have to think about it? Cause literally you're just like doing a script, right? You're, you're kind of just like playing Scrabble and making money at totally. the same time right totally. like you're just playing a game but then your script is just kind of automated yeah are you hiring i'm interested in doing that yeah, position. really <laughs> really let's go there you see role models right how easily how easily totally. is that yeah and you kind of touched on it do you see any other because i thought audience building and messaging and you know storytelling was big uh do you see any other kind of comparison with like email outreach and what these these scammers are doing well i thought it was interesting and i don't know if this answers your question but I was thinking, you know, they're probably not doing the in-depth research that we do on the marketing side to collect audience data. But what they're doing is just hit, casting a wide net, which really plays into the sales piece, which you already talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, we might not figure out where every middle-aged woman uh, lives that makes over six figures <laughs> because we didn't do that research, but we'll just hit up anyone and everyone on match.com and they've narrowed down the platforms that they want to use too. So, you know, on match.com, they're talking romance on Facebook. They're talking, Hey, you know, be my homie and come visit Nigeria or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't hear you say that, but that's what I envision. Um, words with friends, same situation, like you're building a connection. So they're, you, they're targeting different platforms, mm -hmm. um, which is what we do too. We figure out where we can best push out, this advertisement because we don't we don't cross market across like every single time we build an ad campaign and we say this will do the best on youtube but it will sink on facebook so i'm not going to spend my money on facebook mm -hmm. and that's exactly what these people are doing yeah isn't that fascinating i totally agree yeah. they're picking a platform and sticking to yeah. it i never knew words with friends could be profitable but we should look into this really though really though just fascinating um and you you touched on it as well like the the transition from love to money is subtle yeah right yeah like first they ask for you mentioned it like a plane ticket home they're like hey i haven't been home i'm living in france but i'm from nigeria i haven't been home in seven years uh can mm -hmm. you buy can you send me money so i can get a plane ticket home uh, often it'll be like you know a new computer so i can stay in touch with you you know my love whatever they say like so they'll ask for like little things first medical bills is a common one as well like you know i have this big surgery i need this surgery but i don't have the money can you please send me money mm -hmm. so i can get this surgery it's crazy i just thought of something if this ever happens to any one of our listeners and they're asking for a plane ticket home say i will buy your plane ticket home but i will not send you cash mm. or like yeah you have medical bills awesome have the accountant call me and i will pay your medical bills if you're that invested in this person. yeah well i think a lot of people try to do that but they get angry this is someone you kind of have an affection with and then they that's when they use anger right and that's yeah. when they get mad 
and they're like, oh, you don't trust me. You, you don't, you don't right. believe me. Like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm leaving. Like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore if you can't trust me. And these people are just so, they want love so bad. They're like, oh, please don't leave. Okay, okay, okay. I'll send you money. I don't think they're just willingly tossing money that yeah. way. I think there's always that pushback, but that's when they use their, their anger. And especially, you know, I think all of us have been in relationships when the person that you care about is angry at you, it elicits a lot of emotions and you're willing to bypass red flags, I guess. I'm finding correlations between panhandling mm. where you try to give them food and they'll shove it in your face. And then, oh God, I'm sorry, I shouldn't generalize, but this has happened to me where I will give someone food, sandwiches. We actually did like a big drive on Thanksgiving and we got a bunch of friends together and we made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we just hit the streets of Seattle and passed out food. And there were like, I would say over 50% of the people said, do you have any money? And at that time, even on a very small scale, you're still invested in this person. You're like, I want to make your life a little bit better tonight. And they're like, fuck you, do, what, do you have money? And so you're offended and there's that anger aspect to it a little bit. So then you're like, uh, okay, like here's a dollar or whatever. I mean, you know, peanut butter and jelly and drugs, man, not much better. You know, that's a hell of a Thanksgiving for me, at least. <laughs> no, I agree. And you see it. I think you're exactly right. You know, when, when you are invested in something and they show anger back, it is just emotional manipulation. And yes, emotional manipulation. Yeah, and yeah. it works. It works really well. God, I love how we slide in the word manipulation without ever meaning to. It's like we named this podcast so brilliantly. <laughs> I know, right? I, I don't even, like, I hear myself after I say it, but I'm like, damn, okay, there you go. And then you kind of give yourself a pat on the back. You're like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. that really did. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and so, I mean, to kind of, with these scams, I mean, there's not much more to cover because there's it's just ongoing. It's a secretive kind of world. The U.S. will arrest a bunch of these Nigerian scammers because some of them do live in the U.S. They'll arrest a bunch of these scammers. The Nigerian government will, you know, apologize profusely and say, oh, we're going to get this right. And it dies away. So do you think the government has some some hand in this? I I think, yeah, I think it's almost like the mafia days where, you know, you buy if they get a little cut of the, yeah. I mean, $143 million for a struggling economy every year is nothing to balk yeah. at. Right. Like if they get a little cut, they'll allow it. Right. It's, it's just incredible. It's incredible. So you, so, okay. I, I have questions that you might not be able to answer because I'm so interested in the infrastructure of these things. Yeah. Do you think that there's like a headquarters? Yes. Like, ah, there they, is. They have raided offices before. Sometimes they're just unlisted. Other times they actually like file an LLC with the Nigerian government. They're, they're like a full corporation, but you know, they don't really check what they do. It, it's just kind of like technology. So, and then they record the income and there are offices. They usually have like scamming offices and then they have the laundering offices. Cause sometimes mm -hmm. what they'll do yeah. is they'll take this money and then these, these people they're scamming, they'll, they'll basically say, Hey, I'll give you, can I give you $2,000 and just hold like, it's the same type of thing, but they'll actually give them the money. Like, Hey, can I yeah. give you $2,000 and you just give it back like, you know, next week or something like that. Um, something whatever story they build around that. And uh, it, it basically washes the money for them. So they'll get it yeah. illicitly, they'll send it to someone else who will hold it and then they'll get it back and they'll be like, no, this was this money was like gifted. So if they're filing LLCs, then they have to pay taxes on this $143 million? Not $143 million. I'm sure they're claiming some revenue, but they're not claiming all the revenue, right? And then the rest of that. So, I mean, even from that standpoint, like the government at that point doesn't even really need to turn a blind eye because, yeah, they might not know what that LLC is doing. They don't care but they're still getting taxes off of it. It's kind of like the cannabis space in America right now. It's mm -hmm. like, 
in 2012, we decided to legalize it because the government takes fucking 30% and California is making shit tons of money. Now, yeah, like a billion dollars in tax revenue. Um, but that's just for the state. The, and it, it, you're exactly right. Because like technically it's still illegal. Cannabis is still federally illegal in the country, yeah. like throughout the country. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of like turning a blind eye because these states are making so much money. It's less money for the federal government. Can you just imagine what the water cooler talk is like in that building you know like everyone's just working on their own scam yeah, this this i uh, just like fucking denise out of albuquerque denise, we almost got denise. yeah fucking denise is on my ass she's been wanting pictures she's been wanting <laughs> god damn woman does not let up like goodness yeah it's like they pick once they get someone that's their project oh yeah for that's what they spend all their time and energy on because if you're in a romantic relationship with someone bruh that's not that's not a lot of it's a lot of use of your time yes and you know the <laughs> the thing that that comes to my mind is i'm a fan you know this i'm a fan of reality tv it's like my trash tv <laughs> turn off my brain get my shit talking out on other people. And one of my favorites is uh, 90 Day Fiance. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh my gosh, I might have to send you this episode because there is one woman on there. And this is like a trope in 90 Day Fiance. It happens quite a bit where there will be like scammers clearly um and you get to it's so interesting because you see these these women on the other end like rationalizing not only to the yeah. camera but like to their family and there's this one woman you know uh she was just being scammed clearly like she's she wasn't a bad looking woman she was older though and like they she would show pictures of this dude that she was in a long distance relationship who lived in the uk and dude was like male model like just gorgeous perfectly trimmed beard like super ripped like you know just like hands down beautiful and it's like they don't think like okay what is this beautiful foreign man who could clearly date yeah. anybody in the uk want to do with mm -hmm. me long distance and it was just it was it was funny at first it got a little sad because she just kept rationalizing she sent him money just kept rationalizing this oh my god the producers of the show let her just continue on with this and let her i mean i guess but like oh my god the moral compass of reality <laughs> tv is just so not there that's why i love it <laughs> that's exactly why i love it though i tried i'm so i'm staying at a hotel right now and obviously my tv selections are very slim so i was going through the tv yesterday and i fucking came across bravo which is real um Real Housewives mm. of Atlanta mm -hmm. or something. And I tried. I tried so hard because I know your fascination with reality TV. And I turned it on and I was like, I'm going to sit here and see what Zach, like, what's the hype? Where does well, Zach see the fascination? And I could not. Well, okay. Like, how Oh my god! I, no, no, Real Housewives. I, I'm not a fan. I'll send you some good okay. ones because there, it's like got to be the the right level. Well, you like The Bachelor, which blows my fucking mind. I, I can't stand. I just find The Bachelor like there's different variant. We're we're way off topic, but I don't care because I love reality <laughs> TV. There's different brands of reality TV. You know, The Bachelor's like produced you know, stoic, but it's yeah. an amazing social experiment. Like it really is like putting, putting these, all of these people that are the most beautiful person in whatever bumfuck town they yeah. come from clearly have never set, gotten a no or like anything in their life. Uh, and then putting them with a bunch with 30 other people that are exactly like that from their bumfuck old town, all fighting over one person, fucking magic beautiful beautiful how like through the season you just see their mental like they just start crumbling right like it is amazing that sounds like a podcast and it's oh i would Let's love to do that marketing behind that oh, i would love to do that and then there's the other ones that are just like they follow people around like 90 day fiance that are just like what i just just marvel at their life choices right and it's just beautiful i'm like it gets my shit talking out right like i can't do it i have to be so poised in our client meetings even though like sometimes uh, my head's running like this fucking idiot and i just have to smile and be like yeah great idea 
oh, why didn't I think of that? Even though I fucking told you two weeks ago that exact same shit. So um, that, and so it gets my shit talking out, right? It's just like a release. Tangent over. It was, I love that stuff. I have some questions for you. Hit me. Um, okay, we, you answered what tactics do you see here that we utilize in marketing campaigns? Um, okay, here's the question. Why do you think these email print scams have been successful over such a long period of time? What's your take on that? Why do you think they, they continue to be successful? I mean, I was scammed, so I know exactly why they're successful. It's because they played into weaknesses of mine. I wanted to shoot for a fashion magazine. They somehow fucking figured that out. I was very afraid <laughs> of going to jail, which everyone should be like. That's yeah, not just yeah. me, I hope. <laughs> but they have a consequence involved in each one of these scams, mm, I think. That's a great point. Like a call to action. A call to action, yes. Yeah, oh, that's a great point. And, you know, I think, yeah, I've touched on it a lot. I think they're successful because they, it is m emotional dance, yeah. manipulation, whatever yeah. you want to call it. You, they know how to pull those, those strings at the right time. Well, and I think about the 90 day, uh, fiance uh, episode where what you were just recapping and where you see her rationalizing things from my end, I'm like looking at that as a marketing person and almost analyzing that and saying, this is how we can get away with X, Y, and Z because humans rationalize their actions and they don't ever want to be seen as stupid mm -hmm. or like they made a mistake on something exactly so we right. can get away with these things because they will rationalize their behaviors yep yep so i think they've probably figured that out too is as soon as we get an email back it's game over like as soon as we get that initial response they are in our drip campaign yep. that you know about. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. We think the same when somebody signs up for a newsletter from one of yeah. our clients or it puts their game over. We get their email. We talked about it in the MLM podcast too. They say the same thing. What did that lady mm -hmm. say? If you're stupid enough to give us your email, we are going to hit you up constantly. Yes. Yes. You know, it's that it's that initial action that just triggers the system, right? Yeah. And I think that's why it's been so successful because you can replicate it so many times and they're casting a big net, right? They're casting a huge net and they have a system in place once they get that first action to just drip campaigns, basically. Well, and I'm, well, I have to, God, I'm like, I have two trains of thoughts right now. I'll start with one. One is if this is truly a massive infrastructure and they have all these employees that are getting paid off of this, I wonder like what the ROI, $143 million is no joke. Like no. we get that, that's profitable. Yeah. But $700,000, which I think was the number you threw out uh, back in 2018 or something. Yeah, for the um, prince's scam specifically. Like oh, the, specifically for the prince's the scam. Prince's scams. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering if you cast such a wide net, like I'm wondering the numbers that come back in order to generate that 700,000, like what, first of all, what's the ROI? How many people do you have casting that wide net? Is this a thousand person infrastructure Yeah. or is it a two person infrastructure? Cause then you're making money. Yeah. Um, well, you're assuming they're getting paid by the hour. I think they only get paid if they get money. So the ROI is oh, maximum, right? Like yeah. you only get paid from the money that you scam. It's not, I don't think these guys are W2s, uh, like coming in. I don't know. They're LLC. That's what kind of shocked me. It's like, oh shit, they are doing things by the book. Yeah. Like an LLC just means that you're registered, right? Like, I just think the ROI is massive. Otherwise they'd stop doing it. And their ROI I think is massive because, uh, they live these lavish lifestyles in Nigeria. They drive fast cars, have huge weddings. And 700,000 us dollars. It, I, I wonder what that equates to in, uh, the Nigerian currency. I totally agree. I think it's, and especially in a struggling economy, it's a lot of money. Yeah, It's a lot of money. And that's a reason why all these college educated men are, they get a degree and then they gravitate into scams you know because it's 
it's a lot of money yeah. to be made. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my next question for you then in like, in this regard, like, I think this is common knowledge that there are scamming emails. I think everybody knows like there's scamming emails out there, right? Do you think that soured our ability as marketers to do email marketing for brands? Do you think that has hindered our ability to do legitimate email campaigns for brands? Or do you think people yeah. are stupid and just don't care? I do. I think um, that's a, I, my short answer is yes. What's your short answer? Yeah, I think I think people are just skeptical of emails yeah. now. What I was thinking about when I was putting together the research for this is the spam folder is a great in theory project because they do a good job putting them into spam. If you check your spam folder, I bet you it's just riddled with thousands of emails, right? These things are going out all the time. Mm -hmm. The problem is if they figure out a way to get by that scam folder, then it's seen as legitimate, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost created this, this dual oh. uh, system where like you just assume that the spam is going to catch those emails. Yeah. So if something gets into your regular email, it's fair game. You think it's legitimate. You're going to click, you're going to read, you're going to assume that it's coming from a real, yeah. it is coming from a real person, but you're going to assume it's legitimate, yeah. right? So I think it, that's what I was thinking about, that these spam folders are great in theory. They just aren't perfect and people trust in them too much. That's such a good point. Um, also, I mean, you asked like, has it tainted our ability to send out emails? Um, first of all, yes, everyone is so jaded by emails. And because this is the longest running scam, I think it all started with this. Like, is this th the reason we have spam folders? I wonder. <sighs> I think so. I think so. You know, uh, they're the email companies are trying to stop us or stop these from happening. And the newest iteration of this too is what they're calling the CEO scam, which we have actually experienced at MNP. Yeah. They they send out an email as the CEO asking for invoice numbers or login information to banks business banks, you know, they'll, they'll email people in the company and it looks like it's coming from, if you don't glance at it regularly, it looks like it's coming from the CEO. And we've actually had employees be like, they sent us, they forwarded us an email and it was from Caitlin McMillan. And it said like, Hey, what's your cell phone number? <laughs> and they were like, this doesn't seem right. And then we had to send out a company email being like, yeah, uh, if you get this from Caitlin, we know your cell phone yeah. number. Like, we're not going to ask for your cell phone number. We already know that. So pay no attention to these. But those got by our spam filters. Yeah. Like those were in the end. When I, right? when you sent out like a Slack message to everyone, you're like, don't open any of these emails. Again, I felt like violated. Like someone is using your identity to scam people. And of course they're mm -hmm. like, of course our employees aren't going to be like, okay, oh, you know, I now have negative feelings towards Caitlin. Like, but it's still, it's still very violating. Oh, I wanted to mention, um, we ran, we sent out an email blast um, a couple days ago. And out of 1500 people that we had in our audience, only 146 people actually, uh, it got into their inbox. So wow. I know, I know I was actually shocked and like, pissed. I was pissed. And I was like, <laughs> do I send another one to try to again, like go get through that spam folder? But I think especially with companies, the spam folders have gotten so intelligent, I guess, like, mm. and it's also so difficult to get through. Mm -hmm. Like people have fire blockers on or whatever firewalls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to send an email these days to a company. Yeah. Account. And it, as it should be, because, you know, like they are targeting businesses now they're targeting, they're trying to do CEO yeah. emails because it's the same thing. It elicits, if you're in a big company, we're not a huge company. Right. And we, all our employees know us personally, right? Like they know us, we know them, yeah. but if you're working at a big company and you get an email from the CEO, you best believe that says whatever it says, phone. you know, like if the CEO is asking you and you're a, a 500 plus employee company and the, you know, you've seen the CEO walking in the hallways and that's it. 
right? And you get an email from them personally, or at least their peers like it, you're going to fucking answer. So it's again, it's a tactic to really pull on that emotional things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, so that, that yeah. kind of leads to my next question. Yeah. So we, we see them doing business. We see them, uh, doing romance scams. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, this is kind of an open-ended question. Do you have any thoughts on what the next iteration might be? Because I don't think this is going anywhere. Do you have any inkling on where they might be next to elicit money? Cause I have a thought. <laughs> You've already, you've already shocked me at where they currently are. Like, as an example, words with friends, uh, match.com. Like these guys know their platforms. So let's think of like what platform is up and coming that they could target. It's, I think social medias have been around too long. So it wouldn't be a social media uh, scam. I'm uh, thinking, I'll let you think. Uh, Cause I'm thinking, uh, you know, the new features rolled out on Instagram and Facebook where, you know, you post and you can donate to, you know, they make it, Facebook is rolling out these features. Like they save, oh, they save your card to Facebook so you can easily make purchases and donate and they're rolling in those features on Instagram specifically, right? I think there is an open, open end for these scammers to start utilizing those features to elicit donations. Pretend like they're a charity. Because they're making Holy it so shit. easy to donate, right? And that comes with a great thing for nonprofits. It's the same thing with the spam folder, great thing. You know, I love that nonprofits, it's going to be easy to donate a couple bucks here and there uh, to not real nonprofits, but I think it's going to be leveraged by these scammers to just rake in money, you know, because you, social media is all about visibility. If you can make a, a trending post and put a little yeah. donation thing in there, done. I think one thing they have going against them is they'll still need to create a legitimate profile, which... No, they will, but no. they do that all the time. What That's what they do. Like these, <laughs> these match.com profiles are like detailed and legitimate, right? And it was that poor, True. it was just that poor, I go back to that 90 day fiance lady. It was, she was just wrapped in on this until her kids sat down with her, opened up Google, took that dude's profile picture, put it in the reverse image search. And then it popped up like, hot dude model hot dude like it was all like these hot guys work out like they, it was just stock photos and she just didn't know it literally took them five <laughs> seconds to do that and she had no idea right also, if you're a scammer don't send a picture of the hottest guy on the planet as your profile picture like lower your stand think Ooh, less you of yourself say that, but it fucking worked right like whatever it's this dude got money from her but could it have worked better <laughs> on more women had he just been like i'm a little less cute than this uh, and i'm okay you're it. right you're right you know like Instagram, you have to have a following, which you have tons of people like scammers as is, or uh, bots, I should say, bots. Uh, and you immediately recognize them. You see that all of their followers are from Russia or whatever. It's usually a hot girl. So you can immediately recognize that. So if this hot girl is asking for money to donate to her cousin <laughs> stuck in outer space. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that. No, I, I, face. I completely agree. I think at least on Instagram, you have to have some sort of following and legitimacy before people are willing to donate money. But that's not saying they can't mm. hack someone's account. Not yet. Maybe. So that, that might be an issue so, too. That might be, they might, they know. might get more sophisticated because they're doing more phishing emails with malware and things like that. That'll get into the companies. Like it'll put, put malware, malware through the system. And we actually at the cannabis magazine that you and I worked at, that happened. Do you remember that? No. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. One Remind of, me. one of the sales reps, um, got an email oh, that was like, Hey, down. And it was just a button that said, download this PDF and it sent malware. And not only did they get some money from the magazine, but they got money from like two clients of the magazine that were linked. I don't know how they got those ones, but they got them. And it was like a big deal, you know, like uh, the bank yeah. refunded the money, yeah, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's a scam, right? Yeah. It's crazy. That's also scary to think about. Like you think about watching yourself and making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to not getting into this, but you can't 
you can't outplay like your your uh employees nope. that's why you and i oh, hold tight access on you know that stuff it's i think it's just yeah. you and me um but we're not free from scams either so we got to watch ourselves too right okay so uh my next that's i have i have two fun questions for you okay if you were let's put yourself in the shoes of a romance scammer what's your how did i know what's your opening line yeah what's your what's your what's your uh one to wrap them in you're, let's say you're playing words with friends you know, she just spells soliloquy or some amazing, like, what's your, what's your opening line? <laughs> You've clearly been out of the dating game for a while. <laughs> like, people say, what up? <laughs> yes. Like, unfortunately, just, a lot of people just say, what up? Just start simple, especially on words, especially if you're on an app, right? Like, don't go into... I, or I would probably tie it back to the word soliloquy. Yeah, there Be like, you go. That's an awesome word. Like, <laughs> you got a big brain behind those big boobs, you know? Like, No, you got a big brain behind those big words. Oh, sure. I went, I, you know, I went full in, you know? I was you thinking. Went sexual, but that's fine. You We're know, fine. It's different tactics. <laughs> we'll see which script works better. We'll see which scam works better. It's an A-B test. It's an A-B test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope you've thought about this. No, yeah, I have not thought about it at all. I, I came prepared. No, I, I've not. I thought of the question like right before this, and I was like, that'd be hilarious. I, you know, my, it would probably, you're right. Like, it's got to be something personalized, and maybe that's their strategy because that's the best way to get people in. So maybe something about the picture or the word that they played, or like, yeah. you know, oh, you know, you, I love the gold hair against the whatever, whatever, you know. Um, I yeah. think that part has to be personalized. But then as soon as you get going, you go into the script, right? Yep. Um, yep. Like, oh, I can't yes. believe this app matched us. Oh, my gosh. It's like it's meant to be, you know, things yeah. like that. I think match.com would be a lot easier, too. Yeah. You just start short and sweet. I agree. I I wouldn't go into any lengthy story right off the bat, but once you get a response, then you're talking like now you're engaged in a conversation. And once again, as soon as you engage, you're invested. Mm -hmm. Like you really are. I mean, I relate it to panhandling where I see someone on the street and I offer something I'm invested at that mm -hmm. point. Exactly. And then I'm hurt if they reject it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is and then you're, and then you like want to fix it if they get mad. Right. Like if they yeah. get angry, you're like, oh, let me fix it. Like, let me correct this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. I think that's a great comparison. Okay. The next fun question that I have is, okay, let's say you and I start a newsletter for email scammers. What, what, what would be the title of the newsletter? the branded like we this is like a, a an update on scamming industry knowledge right like oh this is this is what this person did this month first off a that would be awesome i think we should consider this to try to get their information and they buy in and then we can just like reverse scam them i don't know if that's illegal fbi don't come for me but that would be awesome would it not <sighs> I have a funny story. So I started following this woman on Instagram the other day and she is hilarious. Um, there is a thing on Instagram where people try to get you to be brand ambassadors by offering you the free product, but you pay $25.99 in shipping. Mm. You probably don't get hit with this because you know, you're not elite enough to Definitely be a brand not. ambassador, <laughs> but there is people like will be like be a leggings ambassador anyways she engages with this and has a full-on conversation and she just has screenshots i'll send it to you i was dying laughing at the responses that she's eliciting from these people and she's just scamming I know, the scammer. i love it i want to do it as well there's a I'll, I'll send you one too there's a british comedian in his stand-up act that's what he goes through is he just like gets in conversations with these scammers and emails and he is they're fucking hilarious like oh my god it's great yeah. so i think we should start a newsletter for the scamming industry get them to sign up take their information and what we do with it, it's up to us, right? So how would we collect audience? So we would just like, should we just cast a wide net and do it out to everybody? Yeah, in or Nigeria? set up a website that's like, are you a scammer? Like stay up to date on the latest news and, and scamming techniques. Uh, sign up now. Me, like 
when you say this and also when I'm like looking at this girl actually engaging in a conversation, I'm like, oh my God, I do not have the energy or the time to do this. To just like have this be a side project, it seems like the most daunting thing in the world to me. <laughs> well, one like, day, yeah, one day, maybe, maybe. It's just an idea. I'm just tossing out ideas, you know? I mean, $143 million does not sound bad to me, so. And the question becomes, is it illegal to illegally take illegal taken money like do you hit double jeopardy or some fucking legal inception at that point where it's like they took illegal money and then we're gonna illegally take it from them so at what point are we culpable right that's that's my like i think we push the justice system on that like nah nah this is we're a non-profit we're running to illegally take illegal people money i don't know if we learned anything from L. Ron Hubbard, we're a religion. That's a great idea. We should be a religion. And mm -hmm. our tenant is to take money that was illegally scammed from people. Oh, I love it. Oh, it. a little I mean, Robin Hood action. I love it. I love it. And then we'll just make it all ourselves. Because we are going to do an episode on those mega pastors. Yes. Because that is fascinating to me, too. So, um Great. Do you have any final thoughts? That's all I got for us on the email scamming end. No, I, you really sent me down some d dark thoughts, remembering <laughs> my time that I, per I personally was scammed and now I'm down, I'm down all these emotions and feelings again. So thanks for that. You're very welcome. But in, in the consolation, the silver lining is, you know, I have a scam story. I think it's a lot more prevalent then people will admit because it, it is embarrassing. It's so it embarrassing. is it is you look down on yourself a little bit. And I think we should be talking about it a little bit more. I had no idea it was that much money. And I think they're making $143 million a year because people aren't talking about it, mm -hmm. because they're not sharing their experiences, mm -hmm. because they want to, you know, you get scammed and you just kind of like move on, keep it to yourself because you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think the next step is to really have an open discussion because I do think everybody has a scamming story. I think everybody does. And it's, you got to make it work, right? It's got to be talked about and accepted. I just reflect on like how close I was to each one of those. And there were red flags along the way. So trust your gut. That's first of all, like, if you see any inkling of a red flag, it's not an error. It is because it is a red flag. And, but yeah, if they had actually gotten that amount of money out of me, like each one of these was double digit thousands. Yep. Uh, I would have not told my friends about it. Like it would have been an internal conversation between me and my um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, you know, you, you, I, we need to be more open about it because it's happening and it's happening everywhere. Thanks for listening. We are just launching Manipulating the Masses. So we'd love to hear what you think, good or bad. Leave a review. And if you did enjoy, be sure to subscribe and follow us at MacMillanPhillips.agency on Instagram and Twitter.